five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to the New World Podcast, Lore Seekers to Aeternum, a show dedicated to Amazon Game Studios MMO, bringing you both an original story of a traveler and his creation of a company in Aeternum. Join us on this journey of suspense, intrigue, and mystery, seeking lore, life, and the pursuit of all who threaten it. Welcome to Eternal. I am Benjamin Flick. The year is, well, uh, to be frank, I no longer know. Time moves oddly on this island, but I can tell you where I came from, at least once upon a time. The year was 1607. I was shipwright to Captain Newport aboard the Susan Constant. For those reading this and don't understand what a shipwright does, well, here's the short of it. We fix things, making sure the vessel is in pristine sailing condition. Well, the Susan Constant set sail from England with the Godspeed and the Discovery, journeying to the uncharted west. We sailed for what became known as Jamestown. I no longer know what became of that venture, if the settlers even lived through the ordeal, but I can say at the time, the destination, it didn't matter. I didn't care where we went, except for towns. Those places are congested. They're like wolves in a den. The people are pent up, confined to a life behind its walls. This life didn't suit me then, and it doesn't now. A life worth living, I always say, is one among the open lands and cool mist of the sea. After months aboard the Constant, we finally arrived. Although at the time I knew I wouldn't partake in the settlers' new life very long, it was pleasing to see them excited as they set foot on Jamestown's shores. This was their new home, so in that regard, I was happy for them. <laughs> I, uh, I'd be lying if I told you I didn't, even for a moment, enjoy the days we remained at the settlement. But regardless, just like the winter comes and goes... So did our time there. Captain Newport was to return to England for supplies, and naturally, I would follow. I expected we'd return within six, maybe seven months. We said our farewells and departed Jamestown. Little did I know, that would be the last time I would see it. The months that followed went as planned. We arrived in England unscathed, restocked, and set sail yet again for the shores of Jamestown. But this trip... This trip was different. Instead of taking position aboard the Constant, Captain Newport requested I follow in tow aboard the newly finished Red Anne. She was a mighty ship. She was named after the king's wife. The Red Anne was built for speed and extended voyages. Its wide, cherry-stained hulls could hold a surplus of supplies. Its vast white sails astonished all who passed by the shipyard. <laughs> Although Captain Newport would never admit it, the Red Anne made the Susan Constant look dated and small in every facet. 
thinking back to that time, I, uh, I do miss Captain. The Constant and, uh, the crew. But, <clears throat> anyway, it was 40, it was day 45 of our excursion, and we were on time and at roughly halfway to Jamestown. The day proceeded just as intended. The sky was clear, the sun hot, and the wind at our backs. But this did not last. In the evening, we were met with a red dusk, the sun dancing behind warm hues of red as it disappeared into the night. That should have been a good sign to us. That should have foretold a night of peaceful seas. But it wasn't. Late into the first watch, the ship's bell rang. This wasn't unheard of, as this was done to mark the times during the watch. So I rolled over in my hammock, expecting a quiet return to sleep. Without warning, the bell rang rapidly, signaling alarm. We sprang from our quarters and ran to the main deck. We were greeted by a thick fog. Its white walls so thick, the light of the lanterns reflected off themselves. The Susan Constant began to fade from view. The bell continued to ring. I moved quickly to the lookout at the bell, his eyes wide with fear, his hands ringing the bell so fiercely the rope ripped from its fixture. I couldn't shake his gaze. His fuel was fear. I couldn't understand why. Until I saw it. The fog, now engulfing the ship, began to change color. It was moving. The fog passed through the main deck of the ship in constant motion, moving from starboard to port side. This wasn't just fog. It was a storm, and one like I've never seen. A dark wind tore through the ship, the Red Ann's hull creaking under the pressure. Its masts beginning to buckle, unnatural screams passing over our ears like ghosts over a graveyard. The lightning, the thunder, the roar of the wind, the screams of the men. As fast as it began, it was over. I awoke on this island's beach. The ship, the crew, everyone, everyone I knew, they were gone. I was alone. <clears throat> but that was it. That was then, and well, this is now. Again, I, I do not know how long I've been here, but long enough for my hair to fall out and my beard to gain more grace. I gotta say, for all that, for all the evil that fills this island, some of, some of which I've only heard of, I love Eternum. I love this land. For now, as I sit here on the beach, I arrived at all these years ago, I'm happy. I'm reminded, wait, further down the beach, a man staggers, he's, he's taken refuge in a stranded tent. He looks tired. Wait. Out of the shadows, another approaches. A mountain of a man. His shield slung to his back. He's drawing his axe. And yet another, with a staff. They're planning to attack him. Regardless of cause, two versus one exhausted man is no fight. It's a kill for sport. I must help.
Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Lore Seekers to Eternum, New World Podcast with your host, Lore Seekers Solus. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. For a free audiobook on us at the Lore Seekers, visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash loreseekers for your two free copies today. Whether you keep it after 30 days or whether you cancel it before the 30 days, those two books are on us. So enjoy. What an amazing story told by Benjamin Flick, which is Lore Seeker Gyms. <laughs> uh, I uh, am always a student of his craft. I've told the story before, but years ago when I first met JB, uh, I, I asked, like, how in the world he even got started and it was one of the best experiences i had when he told me to pretty much go f off uh <laughs> he told me he told me to go to youtube and said figure it out uh and in doing so i was able to create my passion for content creation uh, i've told that story before i'm not gonna retell the whole thing uh, but he continues uh, to produce this high level caliber um, product, right? It's a testimony of his skill. So I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely did. Uh, and moving forward, let's see what comes of your four lore seekers in this role-playing story. Kind of excited about where I want to take it, so stay tuned. This is going to be a very exciting episode, uh, one for me to be able to talk to you about. Um, there's a lot of new updates since the last show a week ago, so we'll get into a lot of that. Um, there's some community engagement updates from the New World and from the Lore Seekers company. There's some company announcements and updates internally to what we're doing in the content creation space. And then we will wrap up today's episode with an external article entitled Saving Lives with Extra Life Part 1. We'll be going through Part 2 next week, but this kind of ties into one of our company announcements. And I mean, honestly, let's... Let's just get straight into it. So um, the Lore Seekers have committed to participating in this year's Extra Life, right? Um, the game uh, or the day that we will be gaming on uh, is Saturday, November 6th. It's like the official Extra Life day. Now, we haven't worked through the specifics of timing or the events that we're going to do, um, but it's always, always so much fun to execute on. Now, we did it in Elder Scrolls Online. Obviously, we're doing it now in New World. A lot of good experience in the past doing this. Um, but we are full in, both feet in, doing Extra Life November 6th. Um, and let's see real quick if I can pull up the, um, the website for us. Okay. And that is www.extra-life. It's extra-life dot org forward slash team forward slash five nine two three zero that'll get you to the lore seekers team page for all your donations and information on how to view us um and how to watch right um everything that we're going to be doing on that day so a proactive thank you for those of you who are going to donate and who are going to be there that money goes towards sick and injured children at the local hospitals of our choosing and what's neat about it is it's it's the hospitals of of like each one of our choosings so as a participant i'm lore seeker solace uh, part of the lore seeker team i have chosen dell children's hospital here in the texas area 
mainly because my daughter actually was enrolled in, in, in that hospital uh, a couple of years ago when she was first born. So it kind of hits the sentimental uh, part for me. So it's kind of nice to be coming full circle um, and donating and being part of this, this fundraiser. So super exciting, got kind of ahead of myself, but I thought it was a perfect time to just introduce that cool little tidbit. So stay tuned on our Twitter feeds. And if you're in our Discord community, obviously we're gonna be bringing that information to you then. Okay, let's get into some of the community engagement updates from New World. On Wednesday, October 20th, there were the server transfers. Um, I, I, I'll be honest with you, in all of my research, I haven't heard any mass negativity in fact, I've heard just the opposite. Most of the individuals that wanted to go where they wanted to go got where they wanted to go uh, for the most part. There are a couple of hiccups here and there, but uh, for us, we were 94 strong inside of Tallulah Talapalan, um, and we only needed six to transfer over in which all six were able to. So we had a full company. Um, so we went through a positive experience. And again, the forms that I do check seemed overwhelmingly positive. So, I mean, good work. I, I, I don't think that we spent enough time, and that's we being the gaming community, really just thanking the developers. I don't want to fanboy out, but I do want to say just thank you if any of the developers are listening. Um, I know that this hasn't been a nine to five job for for a lot of y'all for a long time. Um, so your work uh, is, does not go unnoticed and appreciated. So that was a positive experience for us. That was huge, and, but there is a however. So so let's get into the however. <laughs> as, as a company leader, as a governor of the Lore Seekers company, can't, can y'all just fix the message of the day glitch, please? Like, that would be really cool if when I click into the guild uh, page and I click on message of the day, the moment I hit J, as in Juliet, the moment I hit J, it kicks me out to whatever the key binding is. So I can't, I can't message on message of the day. And I have no idea why that frustrates me so much. I've got the Discord community. I could throw it into that message of the day channel uh, announcements or whatever, but I don't know why that, that kind of just, I don't know. Seems like an easy fix. That'd be really cool if that, you know, comes out of the next patch. There's other priorities I am well sure of. Uh, the, and the other thing, this is interesting. I don't know many people that ran into this. Um, as well, but um, there's also a 100 friend cap. Now, now here's here's the the truth of it. Um, whenever somebody joins the company, if you're a lore seekers um, Discord community member, I had added you as a friend. So the moment we hit cap, I hit 100 individuals. Well, I've been working with other company governors in order to like start planning and be strategic and network building bridge making all that crap um i wanted to add one of them as a friend and it it actually told me like hey you know your your friend list is full so i, I thought that was interesting um 100 friend cap so you fixed server transfers now you can fix a friend cap 
in a company message of the day. I'm kind of kidding. Like, I really hope if, <laughs> if a developer is listening to this, they're not rolling their eyes. Uh, I am kind of kidding. It would just be really cool. Um, secondly, <laughs> uh, there are new store items available as of October 21st. And I'm just going to go ahead and click on over and we'll go through some of these updates on the page. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty long article, so I'm not going to go through every single item. Just know that I, of course, ended up buying every single one because that's unfortunately who I am. So <laughs> this was an expensive um, event for me. But let's just go to the article. Again, this is newworld.com. Uh, October store update. October 20th, uh, this is the article. Greetings, adventurers. October 21st will mark the first update to the New World in-game store, adding bone-chilling armor and weapon skins, seasonal and sinister housing decor items, new emotes, and new die packs. To thank all the players currently venturing, crafting, and warring their way across a tournament this fall, we're including a seasonal gift with this month's store update. We're adding a happy jack-o'-lantern housing decoration that all players can claim for free from the in-game store. It will be available in the housing items section of the store. We hope you have a happy autumn in Aeternum. I don't know why that was kind of hard to read. We hope you have a happy autumn in Aeternum. Say that ten times fast. I love the skins. I love the cosmetics. Um, again, if you go to the web page, it goes through every single item in a picture and it shows you everything. But I love that the pumpkin has a candle inside of it, so there's like reflection and refraction coming out um, of the pumpkin. There's obviously shadows. The armor skins are so detailed. I ended up buying the um, the skeletal chevalier, uh, which is kind of a tank build, but there's skulls freaking everywhere, and that's speaks my language right there uh, but I ended up buying that yes I bought everything but I'm wearing that and I decorated my house in Everfall with all the other items so there's like a broom that floats in midair let's just go through it weapon skins uh, those are all really sexy you should check those out for sure masks helmets all very very cool all right housing items here we go there's a stolen gravestone. There's a potion maker's kit, enchanted broom. There we go. The enchanted broom, uh, vermiculated curtains, bubbling cauldrons, the conjuring crystal, which has this like purple skull in it. Super awesome. Scapegrace Jack's fatuous lantern, frightful lantern, and lascivious, lascivious, lascivious. We'll go with that. Lascivious lantern and a haunted candelabra. Uh, yeah, so it, every single item in here just looks very good. Well done. It looks like they spent their time on it. And again, the detail of just having the candle inside of the pumpkin. It's not just like this orange blob of pixels that you're like, hey, that might be a pumpkin. Oh, it actually has a candle inside of it. You can see the flame moving. The pumpkin skin is textured. It is really well done and for this to be the first event um i'm excited to see where this goes but it looks really nice having those curtains in the background and then all your decoration in front of it you can really make your house yes even in everfall where it's bright and cheery look very very halloween moving on today so today we are recording on tuesday the 28th 
today the Robin Hood pack number one came out. Um, let me pause real quick actually and go back to the Halloween pack. Now there are free items, but you have to go claim them. You have to open the store. You have to find those items, click on them. They say free, but you do have to go and quote unquote purchase those items for free out of the store. So please go and do that. Going back to today's release of the Robin Hood pack number one, again, you've got to go to the gaming.amazon.com website, uh, making sure that it's tied to your account that you game on, um, and you have to go click, click claim. It's not something that's automatically going to hit your, your character, right? So again, fair warning, you will go through this. <laughs> there will be some listeners um, probably not somebody listening who is, who's going to just expect it to come and, and, and they need to actually go into the store or they need to go into the prime gaming website, which again is gaming.amazon.com forward slash loot forward slash new world. And you can get your, uh, Robin hood pack number one. So you do need to go do that. It's, there's a step there. And just real quick, I love doing this, but just recapping the rest of the year on the 9th of November, you have the Robin Hood pack number two on the 23rd of November, the Autumn King pack number one. Okay, so this is the first time we're seeing this uh, titled, right? So a couple weeks ago when we did this, it just said coming soon. But now November 23rd says the Autumn King pack. That's interesting. I don't know who the Autumn King is. Uh, it might be a question for some of the other lore seekers that might have seen some lore pages around the hint at an Autumn King. That might be interesting. But November 23rd, Autumn King pack number one. December 7th, Autumn King pack number two. And then the end of the year, December 21st, that still says coming soon. Probably a New Year festival, maybe. Something New Year-y. Uh, I can't imagine they would go full-blown Christmas or one of the December holidays. It's probably going to be around a New Year's celebration. Alrighty. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. I wanted to go through that pretty quick because, again, you heard some of that already on Monday's release of the Lore Seekers show. So let's go into our update for the Lore Seekers company and content creation. Um, go to YouTube. I'm just going to say that we, we've, uh, we go in from 44 videos last week to 55 videos this week. Uh, and we are covering shorts, lore lessons. Uh, let me just, I'll just do this real quick. I'll read the titles, sort by the date newest. And here we go. Um, we do have a new world gameplay and discussion with lore seeker jibs. So he was actually able to jump on on a kind of an off day for him. Uh, ended up playing for over an hour, uh, streamed it, had a conversation with the Twitch channel, which by the way, anytime you see us in Twitch, jump on in, participate. We, are, we try our best to be as responsive as possible. Um, so he had that for an hour and a half. Um, we did do the Lore Seekers podcast episode 10. That was one day ago. And then again, Lore Seeker Cash just continues to destroy all things uh, with lore breakdowns uh, and the lore lessons. So two weeks ago, we went through the lore lesson, the Ancients Part 1. This was the lore breakdown of that, uh, of the Ancients. And then one of our own community members who is 
just a mastermind when it comes to economy and running, um, running, I guess, running economy in games. Um, his name's Sonny. Uh, he's been with the Lore Seekers for a very long time, actually longer than me. Um, <laughs> he, he has a video uh, through us called the New World Trading Post 101. That's been getting some really good views lately. I watched it myself, and I'm trying my best to learn more about crafting and when to sell and when not to sell. Like when to use the the selling jobs or just to sell on the trading post. Like it's it's a it's a an equation, and it's one that he's really thought through and analyzed. So go check that video out as well. Okay company announcements so i i do kind of want to talk about what we chose to do when the server transfers transfers happened on october 20th so and again maybe this impacts another governor out there or another community out there i i say this a lot i'll say it probably many more times you don't have to be in the lore seekers community to really get something out of this podcast but just a community or a company governor um, hopefully what i went through is something that you can consider doing yourself so here we go when we did the server transfers we did another roster scrub and we identified individuals and on their own accord some of them raised their hand and said hey we're not going to be as active as we thought we were and they gave up their spots so there were a lot of movement uh, that happened on that Wednesday, right? So not only did we transfer over the six individuals that needed to join us, we, we just had a lot of movement. And so we conducted a roster scrub. That's an Excel spreadsheet on Google Drive, or I guess Google Sheets. Um, and, and it was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Like, this isn't a Pat Solis on the back kind of moment, but... Um, it took a long time uh, to create the roster, who's in the community versus who's in game, uh, what are their character names in game, because there's no way I'm going to be able to find everybody, um, who has the role in order to have the channels and everything unlock in Discord. All right, so that right there is three scrubs. And then, because we had openings from the other moves, we had to open up our application process again. So there's a fourth scrub, <laughs> right? Enter a fifth scrub where we threw out officership. Because here's the, here's the deal. The four of us lore seekers are very busy, just like any other adult playing games, or really any gamer. Most gamers, um, you know, are very busy. They have another life that they have to manage, family and work and everything else. The four of us, we try our best to do it all. Right? We try to content create. We try to also be a husband and a father. Um, we are doing our best, but the reality of it is we have a hungry company and the company is thriving and that we don't want to stunt that growth. And there's an excitement and they want to do PVP and they want to do portal runs and they want to do expeditions. And so the reality of it is we needed officers, which we're actually calling event leads but we needed event leads to help out um, so that we could offer that experience to more people across time zones and across the nation. So we opened it up and we now have two PVE event leads and we have two PVP event leads. Uh, and let's see what happens. This is the first week uh, that we're going to be leveraging them, but ideally leadership through subordinate leadership. This is kind of the uh, detached 
leadership or decentralized command approach that uh, that me and Loreseeker Champ are trying to do with the company. So it'll be very interesting to see if this is successful, but we're 99.9% .9 sure that it will be. Having event leads to just help uh, and kind of drive their own vision and the autonomy that we're going to try to give them. It also gives them a piece of the pie, right? It makes them feel um, like they are part of the decision-making process, which they absolutely are. So a lot of roster scrubbing, a lot of administrative work last week uh, on top of launching a brand new building for my job, like in real life. Um, so a 3.6 million square foot facility that we're running operations out of, it's huge. I'm an operations manager for that. It was a busy week. Uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a very busy week for me, but that's where just the, the testimony of how awesome that these lore seekers are, not just champ jibs and cash, but everybody else who's part of the company just really stepped up uh, and they're running with it. They're running with it. It's been a lot of fun to watch and see it grow in that way. So, so uh, my advice, uh, here we go. So my advice through this all um, is anytime that you make a selection among many, there will be a perceived favoritism or a perceived unfairness. And so the vision for us at Lore Seekers is to be um tenured right to be part of us for for you know not long the game's only been out for four weeks but to be with us for some given amount of time but to also be engaged right we want people that are going to be active and again building the community and being part of that growth so discord has a bot and i'm not selling the bot i'm not saying i'm not really condoning the bot but uh, me6, that's M-E-E-6.xyz, um, has a leadership board that basically does this. It takes your engagements, how often you write, react, um, in the different manners, like how long you're going to be in a, in a chat uh, or a voice chat, like all that is measured. And then it's stacked up against everybody else that's in the Discord. And honestly, that was a very quick way. It might not be the way moving forward, but that was our way that we backfilled as we took the most quote unquote engaged, um, which also incorporates the tenured. Uh, and we put those into the, I think we had like five slots that opened up. I would encourage other companies to do the same. Again, you're not going to make everybody happy. And this is the, the, the dichotomy of it all is you want everybody involved, but you have to select 100. The only solution to this is that New World increases their company cap from 100. Otherwise, you're going to have kind of this like fallout. Uh, and that fallout's too dramatic. Um, you're gonna have pushback of like, was this the right way? Is this the right decision? It's just this interesting consideration Right, because we want to grow. We want our lore seekers' name um, attached to everybody who's you know with us, especially in our community. Um, there's something really awesome about being scattered in all Eternum and just seeing lore seekers run by. It's it's really cool. It's really cool to see. Um, but I I truly feel that the the only genuine way of doing this is increasing the company size, which they might do. I don't know. Uh, but increasing the company size is, is really 
is really going to do it for us uh, in this current in this current season. Okay, so let's get into the external article again. I'm I'm I spoke a little bit at the beginning of the podcast about the extra life involvement that we've got going on. So I wanted to go to the article. Uh, this is from Forbes, and it's again a titled "Saving Lives with Extra Life Part One." I'm just going to go right into it. This is dated November 4th of 2015, so quite some time ago. Well, let's uh, let's read through it. In short, this is an interview. Uh, it's an interview between obviously the uh, the interviewer uh, and one of the Extra Life spokespeople. So let's get into it. Saving Lives with Extra Life, Part 1. At E3, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Jeremy Adams and Brooke Johnson from the charity Extra Life. Simply put, Extra Life raises money through gaming for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Every pitch should be able to tell you the basic concept in a single sentence. That applies to everything, whether it's toothpaste or a new cookie company or a new TV show or a new movie a charity one single sentence so people can understand for extra life that's playing games to raise money for kids and that's a very worthy cause but there's so much more to them than that there's dozens of ways to help dozens if not hundreds of charities out there but the inspiration for extra life sets it apart question why don't you tell us about extra life Extra Life began in 2008 after the passing of a friend of mine. Her name was Victoria Enman. She fought leukemia since the age of 11 and passed away at 15. I'd become very close to her. I was a radio DJ at the time and met her through a Radiothon program, and we became really close friends. When she passed away, I wanted to do something for her in her memory. I was thinking a one-time event that would raise a little money for the hospital that treated her. It would be like a legacy for her. And I was thinking at the time that maybe we could raise $10,000 for Texas Children's Hospital. 1,200 gamers showed up digitally and raised $120,000 that year. And we started thinking, maybe Tori's legacy can be more than this one event. Maybe we can keep going. And the next year they raised 170000 we started hearing from people saying, we love what you're doing with Extra Life, but I want to do it here. There's kids in need where I am. And I had come to work for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals on the Radiothon team. Nothing to do with Extra Life. This was my side thing. And I saw the core tenant that the money stays where it's raised. All right, that was perfect. So in 2005, I donated Extra Life to Children's Miracle Network Hospitals with an agreement with our CEO that we would grow Tori's legacy, reach more gamers, and get more people involved. We're an answer to a question not enough people asked before this. If people can run, walk, or bike to help, help a cause, why can't they play video games for the same thing? It works just like a run or a walk or a bike event, except the caloric output is pulled out of it, and you can play whatever you like. It's not a tournament, it's not a platform specific. It's sort of endurance event. We play games for 24 hours to raise money. This year, it's November 7th. Well, again, it's, this article is written in 2015. Uh, so this year, it's November 6th. 
We've gotten to the point now where gamers are using Extra Life almost year round as a way of having a social impact on the world. So we've grown a lot and we're trying to make inclusive choices so that when we get something we can ask, what's going to allow more people to participate? We don't want to do anything that cuts people out. A couple years ago, some tabletop and board gamers wanted to participate. And we were more than happy to have them on board. Within one year, they got to be 20% of our fundraisers. That's why we have dice in our logo now. That's interesting. I didn't know that. We just tried to include as many people as possible in this campaign. It's a marketing nightmare when you're trying to explain your story. But it is working. We've grown from the $170,000 the second year, which was the first time you could raise money for any one of 170 hospitals in North America. Then we went to $450,000 raised. The next year, a million. The year after, two million. Then four million. Last year was $6.1 million in funds raised by gamers for local and national hospitals. 50,000 people registered to participate last year in order to make that possible. This year, we're hoping to hit 100,000 people to just keep growing this mission. You know, there's hundreds of millions of gamers in the world, and right now, we're reaching 0.1% of them with our message. And we don't have a message that anyone seems to have a problem with. It's just a matter of getting it in front of people. Our challenge is just finding more places to tell that story. I am super excited. I'm taking a step out real quick. <laughs> I'm super excited to be part of this. It's the first time that I'm actually participating in the event. Now, I've watched others. I've watched the Lore Seekers um, a couple years ago. Last year, I was involved with Hyperpixie Gaming uh, in the Elder Scrolls Online efforts. Um, Tells of Tamriel was doing it with Arcaneer. Uh, we've, we just had a lot of fun um, doing it in the past. Now to be actually doing it with the Lore Seekers, I'm excited. And, and, and why am I excited? I guess, am I gaming? Yes. Am I gaming for a long time on Saturday? Yes. Am I doing it for a good cause? Yes. It's, it's different now that I've had a daughter that spent the first couple of, of weeks or months of her life in the hospital, right? It's different now. Um, I, I feel not obligated. I, I feel like, I feel like if there's any way that I could take my passions outside of work or outside of family, if I could take my passions and put it towards something good, um, something that's going to raise money towards something good. Um, what's, what's better than that, <laughs> right? What's better than that? I'm also an entertainer. Uh, but at the same time of entertaining, I'm a philanthropist. And I think this is, this is a really cool way to marry those, uh, those desires, those passions. All right, back to the article. It's a story worth hearing. Are there other ways people can help the charity? Because it's an amazing cause, but not everyone is a gamer. There are almost as many ways of being involved with Extra Life as we have participants. There is sort of a core way of doing things, very traditional. You sign up just like a run, walk, or a bike ride. You get a fundraising page, get your friends and family to donate, and then you play games. That's the ideal path, but there's a lot of folks who are challenged in one or more ways. Maybe they don't have a big social network online. You know, there's a lady in North Carolina. 
She's amazing. She doesn't have very much luck raising money online. So rather than be deterred, she started baking brownies, taking them to work, and putting them on a plate with a jar next to them, and putting up a sign that said, take a brownie, leave a donation for my Extra Life page. And that's how she raised money. She raised $700 over the course of the year that way. You don't even have to donate to be part of this. These days, people don't have a lot of money just laying around that they could just give away. But you might know people in your network that could donate. So you can sign up and just get your friends and family to do the donating. Then we have another tier of engagement, and it's called our guild program. And essentially, what happened out of necessity due to our challenges of, of getting our story out to more people and to get more people to sign up, is that we realized that we're a tiny team. There's only a few of us doing all of this. That sounds familiar. <laughs> we need a way to let our community do the talking for us. So we created the guild program a few years ago in four cities, and it quickly grew to 28 cities. This year, we have 54 cities with physical chapters of the Extra Life movement. They have positions of president, vice president, secretary, all of whom are players in Extra Life who participate and want to take things further. And they're focused on recruiting. They're not out there with a bucket trying to get donations. Nice. The average online donation is $35, while otherwise it's 10. Those people are out recruiting people to participate because when we get someone to say yes to this, when someone joins the program and plays, they go on to raise $100. And it's an easier ask in person than give me money for something you don't necessarily know what this is or where the money is actually going. But when we ask, do you like to play games? Do you like helping kids? It's easier for people to get behind. We sign them up and just tell them to give it a try. Just try Extra Life. It's a lot less intimidating and way easier for them to do. We've had enormous success in that. Statistically speaking, every year it's about $100 per person who says yes. Now some people raise nothing and they sign up and don't raise money. But for everyone like that, there's someone who goes and raises $200. And then you have our superstars out there, who are these Twitch phenoms, who will get on the internet and do Minecraft event and raise $140,000 in four hours. It's unbelievable the different ways of people to participate. They are amazing, those superstars. But I think that lady with the brownies is equally amazing. You know, she's working her butt off to do that. I think that guy who runs into walls can't raise any money, but puts $25 in. That's how this is raised. That's where this comes from. That spirit. That heart. People who want to do something good and do something that they love while doing it. For those looking to get involved, you can visit Extra Life here. And it's a link in the article. And here's a video from their website about Victoria Edmund and the charity Roots. I will link the article in the description of this podcast. But again, this was part one that I just wanted to read to you about the origins, kind of where it's been and where it's headed. Again, this was data back in 2015, uh, but just the, the foundation, why the lore seekers will be participating in Extra Life and why it's important to me, right? Why it's important to lore seeker solace. We'll go ahead and, and wrap up this podcast at this time. If you've been interested on how to reach us, you may do so at email. That's loreseekerscast at gmail.com. 
Twitter at forward slash LoreSeekersCast, Instagram forward slash LoreSeekersCast, YouTube, just search anything New World Lore or LoreSeekersCast, and you will see our logo pop up. Click on that. You can see all 55 of our videos. And if you're interested in joining our Discord community, you can do so at loreseekerscast.com. Go to the very top banner, click on company, click on apply, go through the few steps that just kind of introduce yourself to us and welcome in into our Discord community. I hope this finds everybody well. Go, live life, and remember, mission first, people always. Skull family.